What I find most striking in not only today's gospel, but in the entire life of Jesus Christ, is just how absolutely intentional he is about everything that he is doing. Even at the moment of death. I am going away, but I will come back for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you, but I will come back. Remain with me as I remain in you. Even at the moment of his death, he's in complete control of himself. Absolutely intentional about what he's going to do. Nothing ever just happens to Jesus Christ in the Gospels, even at the moment of his crucifixion. Everything is intentional. It made me think of a saying that every man is the actor of his own ideal. Every man is the actor of his own ideal. Meaning, you really want to know what's inside of somebody. Don't pay attention so much to what they say, but rather what they do. Even more so, don't, th- don't be so quick to believe what I say about myself, who I am, but rather look at how I act. What are my habits? What are the constant ways that I'm, I carry myself? What do I tell myself about, myself about who I am and what I believe? And am I living that out? You know, for example, everyone here right now, so 90% of the people in America will say that they believe in Jesus Christ. But the manifestation of the ideal of your faith is expressing itself in the fact that churches open up and the first thing you do is come back, right? Or people are watching it at home. It's like my faith isn't just something I say, it's something I'm living in the moment. And women are very perceptive to this. So if a man tells a woman that he loves her, but he doesn't live that out in his intentions, in his actions, she'll immediately call it out because there's a discrepancy between what he says and how he's living in himself. So the idea that every man is the actor of his own ideal means who I am is manifesting itself in how I'm living my life today, where I put my time, my energy, my attention. That reveals the deepest part of who I am in myself. And I think a very important question for us to ask ourselves from time to time is, Am I living the ideal of the person I always wanted to be in life? Or have I, or have I last lost sight of it? Does my life as it is today reflect the true ideal I hold in my heart for who I always wanted to be? Because something I've come to see very clearly recently is that it's very easy to become passive in life and allow life to determine who I am far more than me determining my own existence. It's so easy to allow the clutter to build up so much in our personality, in our day-to-day, that our true ideal of our person becomes buried like a diamond in the rough. I recently saw a movie about a man who was going through a sort of a midlife crisis. And his marriage was falling apart. He kind of turned into a little bit of a slob in the way that he was dressing, in the way that he was eating. It was just kind of everything was on autopilot. And at one point, one of his friends said something to him that I thought was very interesting. He said, the reason you're going through this is is because at some point along the way, you forgot who you are. You lost sight of who you always wanted to be. You took the back seat of your own life. And because he did that, 
little by little, his life just started slipping away from him. He woke up one day and he didn't even recognize the man that he had become after so many years. You know, I had talked to a, a young woman a while back and she said something to me. She said that when she went to college, she lost herself. And I thought it was such an interesting choice of words that you can, you can actually remain who you are in our bodies, but we can lose our true identity, the ideal of who we always wanted to be. She said when she went away to college, she lost the ideal of who she was, and so she became what everyone else told her that she should be, and it was killing her inside. There's a saying that if, if you don't know who you are, the enemy will tell you. He'll give you your identity. And that's why intentionality in our life is so important. We really have to know who we are in order to live out the ideals in our own day-to-day -day life. And recently I went through my own very purgative process. I had different seminarians come in to live with me because seminaries uh, kind of shut down during the COVID crisis. But one thing I asked them, I said, when you come to live with me, I want you to do it with a very critical eye. I want you to judge the way that I have my house, my actions, my habits day to day, the words that are coming out of my mouth, because they're still filled with the ideals of priesthood from all that time and formation in a greenhouse. They haven't got that kind of mediocrity that comes with just living life, you know, even just two years after the priesthood. And I was amazed and somewhat shocked by just how many things they had to point, to point out to me in the little short time we were there. After a while, I just had to say, stop it, okay, it's, it's enough. But when they kept saying what I asked, what I needed to get rid of, one of them said something to me that I thought was so profound. He said, to know what you need to hold on to and what's clutter that needs to get rid of, you have to know your mission. You have to know the gift that's been given to you in your life what you've been called to manifest in your priesthood. And once you know that, you let everything else go. And what I couldn't believe is once I finally started being intentional about that, about who I am, what the gifts I've been given, what has really resounded in my heart, I suddenly looked at my rectory, my own home that I've been living in and collecting things for over 10 years of preparation for the priesthood. 70% of it was dead wood. It just accumulated, but it wasn't really speaking about who I am or what I had to give. I got rid of 70% of my books, 70% of my clothing, 70% of what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis that I thought was adding to who I am, but was just dead wood. Once you know your purpose, who you are, the gift that you've been given in life, the ideal of what you're supposed to be, then you can look at your life with a whole new intentionality of what can go away? What's just cluttering my life at this point? And that's what we do with spring cleaning, right? Every year, we look at our house, and spring cleaning essentially is, what are the things that I'm actually using that I need in my life, in my home? And what's all the clutter that's just taking up space? And once we go and look at our house with that intention, it's so easy to just purge everything else. Things we have to do that with our lives over and over again. How much of my personality, what I say and what I do is really reflective of the ideal of who I always wanted to be. 
and how much of it has just been clutter that's built up over time. I thought that was fascinating when I, we're doing a, um, a novena to Our Lady of Fatima, right? Because Wednesday's going to be uh, the anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima. And something that Mary said when she appeared to the three shepherd ch- children in 1917, she said, unless you do penance, a great chastisement will come upon you. And Lucia was kind of daunted by this because when we think penance, the first thing we always think of is fasting and scourging ourselves and all these you know, crazy means of asceticism. And it's always very scary. You know, it's a hard thing to go down. But what Mary said to her was so interesting. She said, because Lucy asked, what kind of penance does the Lord seek? And Christ said to her, the penance that I seek is to know your vocation and to live according to it in the highest possible way. To know who you are, what your mission is, and to let everything else burn away. That's true penance. To live the vocation I've been given to the full. But to do that, I have to know who I am. And there's such a deep truth in the fact that if you do not do penance, a great chastisement will come upon you. That's true both on an individual existential level, but it's also true on a global level. That when we allow the dead wood in our life to build up long enough, that we don't even know who we are anymore, then when tragedy comes, when trials hit, everything goes up in flames. The clutter chokes us out in the end. That's what happened to that man in his midlife crisis. You know, he let all the dead wood of his life build up for so long that when the fire came, it burned up everything. So once I know who I am, what my ideal is, what my vocation is, the next question is, what are all the things in my life that are not contributing to me to be the best father I can, the best mother I can, the best spouse that I can, the best priest that I can? and you let it burn away. And the more intentional I am about my life, the more successful I will always become. And we know this, especially with food, that's like the perfect, the easiest example. We know that when you go on a diet, what you're doing is you're regulating, you're being intentional about everything that enters into my body. And you let everything else just burn away. But what happens when you lose sight about it? The food just keeps entering into you. You just let food happen to you. And little by little, everything accumulates. It's got to be that way with everything in our lives. How often I look at my phone. How often I look at social media. What kind of shows I'm allowing myself to watch in movies. Is it just happening to me? Or am I intentional about everything that I'm doing? And it's most important in our relationships. And this is, I think, where marriages have the most problems. In the beginning, marriage, every relationship is so beautiful primarily because it's intentional. Everything you're doing, you're doing to court the other. So there's romance, there's excitement, there's always something new. But once you've been together long enough, it's easy to just lose sight of that and just start floating with life. Just day to day to day. I mean, you really have to be intentional to fight to keep that romance in a relationship. And if anything, I've seen this the same thing with the priesthood. In two years, I couldn't believe how many habits these seminarians came to my rectory with that I'd already begun to lose since I've came here. And I didn't notice it. It was just a slow, 
corruption of my soul. And I lost sight of the ideal of what I always wanted to be. So Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We can never know who we really are outside of Christ. Because Christ, it was through him and for him that we were created. So we can only know our true identity, our true ideal, what is the truest part of me in contemplation of Jesus Christ. The closer we come to Jesus Christ, the more he reveals our identity to us. But he's also a truth. And the truth is understood as the fire that burns, that purifies. Because when we find the way that is Christ, that we're supposed to live our life, what's the next thing that happens? There's a fire of the truth that has to burn away everything in me that is getting in the middle of that way so that I can be purified to go down that path. And that's when I can be filled with his life. Again, coming back to the diet, we know that when you eat bad food that's not healthy for you, what do you feel like afterwards? It's like dead. You can barely move, you know? just feel lazy and bogged down all the time. But when you start eating healthy, you immediately have life and energy. So that's how you can know if you're living according to the ideal of who you're supposed to be. It will fill you with life, with hope, with joy, with optimism. It will make you fall in love with your life in a whole new way. And that's why Christ says, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. The closer we draw to Jesus Christ, the more we allow him to purify us with his truth, the more life we will have. Every man is the actor of his own ideal. The question for us is who I am today, reflective of the deepest ideals I've always carried for who I wanted to be. Only way to find out We must draw near to Jesus Christ. We must follow the narrow path and allow his truth to purify us so that he himself can show us the way to eternal life.